Welcome to the HODLcast, your source for Bitcoin inspiration and education. Um, how are you? Oh, pretty good. How about you? Good, good. I'm not going to uh, blow up your spot. Everyone likes their privacy, but feel free to make any announcements. Yeah, I'm waiting for this uh, giant baby to come. <laughs> and, uh, I got yeah. about three weeks to go. <laughs> please, please don't wear a mask during labor. I don't know what you have to do to make sure you don't, but find a way not to do that because that's insane. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, let's. You, have you read the 72-page unreasonable? Uh, I skimmed it. You skimmed I've skimmed it. it, but I've been reasonably involved with fin with getting FinCEN. Uh, the, an approach I started taking with my clients about six months ago is getting these FinCEN determination letters. So I've received confirmation about monetary instrument logs and currency transaction reports from them just in the last couple months, saying Bitcoin's not you know, not required for either of those two things. So I think that's what this report is changing so that now um, Bitcoin and all virtual currencies are going to are going to be included in as a monetary instrument. If it all goes through, like there's 15 days for comments, which is like an insultingly short comment period. It should be 60 days and not over Christmas and New Year's. But uh but I think what it means is, so every time someone sends Bitcoin to an unhosted, which is like a, you know, a non-KYC'd uh, wallet, like your green wallet or blockchain.info, your Trezor, those kind of wallets, um, the exchange that's sending it, or, you know, even a Bitcoin ATM, anyone that's a money service business, thank you, um, is going to be expected to to keep a monetary instrument log that this transaction happened. And in order to fill in this log, you need that person's social security number and driver's license information. So, okay. So the big question, uh, the big question is, and I'm going to read, I mean, so if you're here, I don't have to review the articles. The big question is this only applies to money services, businesses, transferring Bitcoin out of those businesses into a non-money service business or another money service business or to a non-hosted wallet so right non-hosted wallets are not money service businesses so, right right but, but, but this is a one directional from a money service business if a money service business yes. is sending out a transaction valued over three thousand us dollars worth correct that's the number that's the magic number yeah Mm -hmm. right. or now it's gonna so that's one part of it but then the other part is before like an OTC desk you're getting you're getting way 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 ahead we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta really slow this down because like but like uh if we have to dumb it down for me you can only imagine uh <laughs> no not that I'm that much smarter than the general people but uh uh, but anyway, um, let, let's let, let's take this real, real slow. So this specifically applies to a money service business transferring out a digital currency for the crypto, right? Um, yes. So where, where I'm hinting at here, um, if a person with a private wallet like a Trezor 
if uh, decides to pay you to your trezor, uh, it so far it looks like this regulation does not apply to that transaction. Do I understand that correctly? Because that is the biggest question mark that everyone has. That's my understanding of it. It only applies to money service businesses. Okay. And the magic uh, dollar value of that transaction is $3,000? Correct. Okay. Now, they snuck that $3,000 in in the Patriot Act back in 2001 and have not started in, and and did not actually enforce it until like a decade later. So this is how like mm-hmm. horrible regulation sneaks in. Yeah. Because yeah. it used to be 10000 Well, and people think it, still think it's 10000 but it's not. The difference between the 10,000 and 3,000 level is, so the Bank Secrecy Act says you need to file a monetary instrument log at 3,000. That's always been there like since the Patriot Act, but a monetary instrument log is only required for cash, checks. Um, let me see, I just wrote them down to refresh myself coming on here. But uh, what is it? Monetary, so currency, travelers, checks, negotiable instruments, including personal checks, business checks, official bank checks, cashier's checks, third-party checks, promissory notes, as defined in the UCC. Um, Those are the things that used to be monetary instruments until this, until today, or, you know, 15 days from today, and now Bitcoin will also be included in that if if this passes which means that a monetary instrument log for every sale of over three thousand dollars in bitcoin um, will be required and and you need to be able to know who you're selling a monetary instrument to um, including that person's social security number yeah and also like when you read like these are the articles that i have uh the coin center a piece explains it probably better than the rest. And then they spent like five paragraphs uh, cursing at the government for only having a 15 day comment period, uh, which does make sense. Uh, Now, they also mentioned the Swiss rule. Are you familiar with the Swiss rule? I am not. So I saw that I, I just saw it on here briefly and I saw someone on Twitter said that Swiss Switzerland put something like this in recently where they have to do the same thing um, with the, the yeah so-called Swiss rule. Right. They're saying that the Swiss rule created a double standard between other financial transactions and Bitcoin. So this looks like they are simply adding Bitcoin uh, and cryptocurrency into that basket of assets that they refer to as what was that technical term as a monetary monetary instrument so which mostly centers around bearer instruments like a traveler's check right Mm -hmm. or any kind of check um and then the other big thing that that this impacts is that if Bitcoin is a monetary instrument or all virtual currencies are monetary instruments, then a uh, currency transaction report is required every time that they're transacted in $10,000 or more by by an MSB in a 24-hour rolling period. So that's the other thing. Okay, so there are additional uh, filing requirements by money service businesses on $10,000 and above transactions. 
Yeah. So before you only had to file the CTR report if it was 10,000 in cash. So the only people in the Bitcoin sphere that typically had a, a reporting duty of CTRs is ATM machines. If someone did over 10,000 at the machine, they have to be able to collect that person's social security number. So that was the first level that you need to collect the SSN from someone is in order to file the CTR, the currency transaction report at $10,000. But now, one, you're going to have to file the CTR, even if it's someone moving Ethereum to Bitcoin. So every exchange that is dealing in larger volumes or OTC desks, if they were having a wire transfer come in and they were sending Bitcoin out, they didn't have to file a currency transaction report because there's no cash in that transaction. But now the Bitcoin coming in for the wire out, the, the Bitcoin itself is going to trigger the need to file a currency transaction report. Um, and same oh, with like is, any this exchange. Is this is interesting. Okay. So the, the CTR, the currency transaction report, this is a $10,000 threshold? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the $3,000 threshold is called what? It's the monetary instrument log. The, the monetary instrument log is that does that have an acronym like uh mn uh l i haven't heard of any acronym for it or sorry monetary instrument log m uh m i l i guess mill okay so there is a money instrument log that a money services business has to file at three thousand, and then there is a currency transaction report that a money service business has to file at ten thousand. Uh, but are they, well, you know what, like most people are not money services businesses, but if you are a local Bitcoin dealer, you are a money services business. So now you would have to get a, a social security number for every transaction over 3000. So as a, uh, local OTC dealer, and this is, this only applies to Americans, right? This is only, uh, this is only for well, us residents and citizens, right? Correct. But one interesting thing in FinCEN's, uh, the, in the 72 page document, they're also talking about blocking certain jurisdictions. So like, I, I don't know what jurisdictions and maybe it's in there and I just didn't read that far yet. Um, but right now, OFAC has certain jurisdictions blocked off, but now they're saying like, you can't, so in, in addition to needing to file a log for putting it to an unhosted wallet, you have to follow this money instrument log for sending it to a certain jurisdiction. So how are you supposed to know, you know, where everyone lives, like what jurisdictions they're in? It's like, just think of the practicality of this for a Bitcoin ATM uh, company that's trying to, you know, set up their compliance policy. When someone goes to the machine, they can put in any Bitcoin address right now for, they put their cash in the machine, they can tell the machine to send it to, and you know, they might have clicked a terms of service that declare that that is their Bitcoin wallet so that the ATM company isn't getting in trouble with any state laws for third party transmission. But say it's, I go to your machine tone, I put five, you know, 500 bucks in and it, I tell it to go to my green wallet. And then now you as the ATM provider, well, sorry, I should, should have said I put $3,001 in. Now you need to figure out where my green wallet is, it, whether or not that's a hosted wallet 
all at the time of transaction. So I don't know how you're you're not technically like there's no capability on the machine to do this. But what you but you'll be outside of the bounds of the law if this is passed if you let the transaction go through. So basically, all Bitcoin ATMs are probably going to have to reduce their limits so that people can't do over three thousand a day. Because they're not going to be able to comply with this. Yeah, people are asking about FBAR as well. As far as I understand, FBAR, Bitcoin is not subject to FBAR. If it was, that would be a freaking disaster. Uh, for those that don't know what FBAR is, that's the Foreign Bank Account Reporting Act. Uh, and uh, FBAR, if uh, says that if you have a foreign bank, yeah, go ahead, Sasha. You probably know this better than me. <laughs> I thought we did say well, I, you and I talking about it in Vegas once. I thought we said said it is it is subject to fbar bitcoin if you're yeah yeah because it, no it's no a, way technically a foreign asset <laughs> no or no, no. Was, sorry no you're right what we decided was if there if it's on a foreign exchange like if it's on an exchange that's located outside of america yeah yeah you're right if you if your bitcoin is sitting on a foreign exchange uh over ten thousand dollars worth of bitcoin is sitting on a foreign exchange uh, then yeah, you uh, are subject to um, you are you are potentially subject to an FBAR requirement. And if uh, the U.S. government finds out and you didn't report it, the penalty is fifty percent of the amount of value in that bank account uh, or in that account. And that fifty percent, uh, as far as I know, it's cumulative, uh, which is insane. So if you don't report it for three years. And it just stayed at you know above ten thousand dollars and didn't change in value. You owe the government your entire balance plus fifty percent of that balance. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fifty percent of of the account for every year you don't you don't you don't report it. It's uh, it's insane. But even FBAR, it's it's still not as bad as FATCA regulation, and it's not as bad as the Bank Services Act, the Bank Secrecy Act. Sorry, uh, the Bank Secrecy Act is absolutely brutal. And um, I believe that, uh, well, not to get too political, but the current political situation uh, with the way uh, Biden was elected, plus uh, the Bank Secrecy Act, uh, those two is what's going to destroy America as a superpower. Not the money printing, uh, not anything else. Uh, those two, uh, the loss of confidence in U.S. elections uh, alongside with the Bank Secrecy Act. Uh, and the Bank Secrecy Act isn't a standalone. It's Bank Secrecy Act plus FBAR plus FATCA plus uh, the Patriot Act. Uh, all of these uh, laws and regulations that have destroyed the ability for you to use your money any way that you like. Uh, that is what's going to destroy the U.S. dollar. It's not the printing of the U.S. dollar. People can't get enough of the U.S. dollar. Uh, but there are all these limits on how to use the U.S. dollar is what's going to destroy the U.S. dollar and America as a global superpower. I don't know what's next, uh, but America will be done. And uh, these laws is what's going to take it down. Okay, um, Sasha, I have to look at the price uh, because I only have 10 more minutes. Anything else you want to say okay. real quick before I do? Uh, no, no, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get a hop off and eat some dinner, but uh, it was nice catching up with you briefly here, Tone. <laughs> All right. Awesome. We got to do a proper yeah. show on this, but it's good to know that yeah. those with Bitcoin in their node or on their Trezor is unaffected. But the moment, uh, but if you're going to buy Bitcoin from a regulated institution like uh, that has filed for a money services 
license, money services business, uh, then uh, they would immediately send all your info to the U.S. government with a report uh, if you're withdrawing over three and a more intrusive uh, KYC report if you're withdrawing over 10. Right. All right. All Thanks. Right. <laughs> Later, Sasha. And, uh, Wait, and also, just one quick question yeah, on the price. Did the, yeah. pri the price went up on this news? What the heck? The price, <laughs> think the it price, would go down. The price did go up on this news and the price should skyrocket on this news. This is incredibly Why? bullish for the price of Bitcoin because it's bad for humanity. Anything that's bad for humanity is good for the price of Bitcoin. So the shittier uh, your life is in the future, the better the price of Bitcoin. So it's a small consolation price uh, for those holding Bitcoin. Uh, the reason is, is because uh, it, it, over the next 15 days, uh, people with Bitcoin on these exchanges are going to take it off exchanges and move it into cold storage. And by de facto, taking Bitcoin out of circulation uh, from being sold, you're not going to want to sell your Bitcoin. You're going to hoard that Bitcoin. It's like in yeah. times of stress. If you know the barbarians are coming, you take your silver and you bury it in the ground. And then if you get killed, that silver isn't going to be found for a thousand years, but eventually it will be found. This is the same thing. And if these laws get very, very intrusive, look, the U.S. is uh, the, still the richest country in the world. Maybe not by capita, but it's the richest country overall because there are 300 million people in the U.S. And on average, uh, there is a lot of millionaires here. Now, obviously, in Dubai, there is a very rich, uh, probably the average person in Dubai is richer, but they have a lot less people. So the majority of the wealth, the majority of the Bitcoin wealth is probably held by Americans. Now, the really, really smart ones that got into Bitcoin early uh, had nothing to do with the U.S., but that second tier of uh, wealthy Bitcoiners are generally U.S. persons. And uh, if a law like this is starting to scare them, this is one small step. This is one small step towards, uh, you know, regulations on self-hosted wallets. And um, if the regulation on self-hosted wallets comes, it may be too late to get out of Dodge. But this is that warning shot. So this is going to be, uh, you know, that kick in the butt right. uh, what, what about... Yeah, go ahead. This might not be the most well thought out question, but okay. So one idea for this, and I think the most rational is get all your money onto a self-hosted wallet right now in the next 15 days. But then how are you going to dump it if you ever want to, if you can't move it from the self-hosted wallet back to Coinbase or somewhere like that? Well, oh, that's the thing. Without it's not it's like a, it's a it's an option there's nothing stopping you from moving it back to coinbase if you want to sell it but at least now you have options uh, you, well, you right now there's nothing but but down the road do you see that as being I mean that's something I'm concerned about is that these companies okay today yeah Bitcoin's monetary instrument log and we're gonna make a bigger distinction between hosted and non-hosted wallets but what about will, will they ever say like oh if it's a non-hosted wallet we the exchange doesn't want to touch it because it could be you know ranked low by cipher trace or something like that and you know, and that's a later problem. But in the meantime, uh, well, here's the other option, right? Like a lot, look, people that are willing to hold Bitcoin self-hosted, we're we have a like a, a high time preference. 
You know, we're not a low time preference people. So you put your Bitcoin in your self-hosted wallet and pray. And I guess within a decade, there is a high probability the United States will collapse and they will not be able to enforce this anyway. Um, also, you have time to potentially make plans uh, to no longer uh, be a U.S. citizen if you don't want to. Uh, but this is how a superpower collapses. They go after people's money. Uh, the, it's, it's incredible how uh, in the last 20, 30 years, though it's heard a lot earlier, like none of these politicians learn from history that the destruction of uh, every single empire has been the removal of people's freedoms, most of all, freedom of their money. And that's why the world has a new reserve currency uh, every hundred years or so, not be, uh, because they end up over-regulating the currency itself. And no one wants to hold that currency. So I do think people will take this seriously. I do think people will uh, protect their Bitcoin and their cold storage uh, and then deal with it later. Like in, if in the future, you know, you can't move your Bitcoin onto the exchange, but one Bitcoin is worth $300,000, I'm sure you will find a way to move it, right? I'm sure there is there will be a, a ridiculous black market where a guy will uh, pay you uh, for that Bitcoin. You may have to give him a discount, but there will certainly be markets. Uh, the world, uh, as much as the governments are trying to make sure no human ever travels ever again, like every country is like North Korea now. Um, you can't leave your zip code. Uh, and uh, yeah. eventually that has to end. Uh, now, I hope it doesn't end with a microchip in you that's, uh, uh, you know, telling you if you got a vaccine or not. But uh, anyway, uh, it's going to get bad. But for now, this is a warning shot to stop using or stop letting uh, these money service businesses hold your Bitcoin. And the deeper, the more you protect your Bitcoin, the less likely you are to spend it, the less likely you are to use it. So this is basically a move to take, to remove more Bitcoin from circulation. Um, now, a lot of people will also lose their Bitcoin because they'll mismanage their cold storage. Either way, this is, I mean, good for the price of Bitcoin to rise. Uh, it may not rise this second, uh, but this is incredibly bullish for the price of Bitcoin. But like I said, this is bad for freedom. What's bad for freedom is usually good for the price of Bitcoin. I'd rather see the Bitcoin price crash, but have more freedom. Uh, I'll take freedom over a high value of Bitcoin any day. Mm -hmm. Unless right. that high value of freedom buys you, uh, or high value of Bitcoin buys you all the freedom somewhere else. <laughs> but but it's, it's, you know, it's... Uh, it's easier said than done. Um, sure, the high value of Bitcoin could buy you freedom uh, as long as you uh, get out of your communist regime before you can't. Like a uh, yeah. really rich Venezuelan could have really bought his freedom if he got out in time. Because if he didn't get out in time, uh, well, it didn't matter. He was done. So um, you can only buy that freedom up to a point because what a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, you know, socialists, communists uh, don't realize is they're voting in their own destruction. Destruction, like I'm here in Vegas, 
And the governor in Vegas is a Democrat. And that's why here in the desert, which is unreasonably cold for some reason, but here in the desert, it's illegal right now to walk around the street, the street without a mask. The, oh, reason, why that, the reason why that is, is because the idiots uh, in Nevada, and by the idiots in Nevada, I mean all the Californians that have moved to Nevada because they destroyed their state with uh, communist laws. Uh, they moved to Nevada and voted in a uh, straight-up communist uh, governor in Nevada, uh, which is basically going to destroy Nevada. Uh, like, people used to move to Nevada because of their tax policies and all this stuff. But if the governor is going to have a policy saying you have to walk around, and summer is coming, you have to walk around in, uh, you know, 100-degree uh, heat outdoors wearing a mask because he wants to rule you like a communist dictator uh and yeah i'm kind of pissed off at las vegas right now um yeah and i'm here i come to florida it's oh i'm coming back to florida uh yeah. i'm definitely coming back to florida uh this is this is insane i think florida and texas are like the two best places in the world right now yeah arizona too <laughs> which is crazy really, yeah you know what you people in arizona you deserve this shit too okay your state also went blue so I hope, I'm praying that your communist governor makes you wear a mask in August in Arizona, like outside. Like if you don't wear a mask in Arizona outside in August, you go to prison. Like that's what you get for voting in these ridiculous uh, people running for office. Everyone's cheering it on, all the Democrats. It's so crazy. I saw, yeah. did you see, um, someone did a... Um, freedom of information act request on new york of what went into their mask policy and they had nothing not one document saying you know masks are good and there was no oh, comment period like it's just it's just all been anyway whole other topic but of course not. I'll let you right. get on Sasha, I'm going to let you go. I finished my rant on Nevada. I do have to take a look at the price. Uh, we are pulling yeah. back right now. This is the one hour chart. Notice the one hour chart hit an MRI top. Now, what I wanted to pull up was the, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll just say goodbye, Sasha. I'll let you want to stick around and hear the price. <laughs> I'm, I do, but I have a, a hot dinner waiting for me. All right, I'm awesome. Go eat. All right, we'll let All you right, go. Thanks. Hey, uh, stay safe and uh, hey, I, I Congratulations. It's, uh, you have uh, oh, another month you. to go. Yeah. Another, one more month to go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tone. We'll see you later. Nice, ta nice talking with you. Bye. Bye.